leave it to Leafs Nation and the Toronto Maple Leafs to have a goaltender who's 9-0 on the season, and we're still worried. This is Original Six. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Original Six. Haven't said this in a while. Welcome back to the potty. Season one, episode 11, Wednesday, April 7th. Ryan Savine, as always, joined by my esteemed, well-regarded co-hosts, one of which who looks different, looks a bit different with the haircut, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen. Boys, how's it going? Good. Fired up. As always, Leafs game today and the potty. Zach, say potty. You need no. Uh, you need a better <laughs> opening line, Paul. You always say you're fired up. What else is there to say? What else is better than that? It's I don't know. Like, played, uh, it's because we just played the Flames. Are you not fired? Yeah, wow. that's a good one. Are you not fired wow. up, Zach? I am excited. I'm happy. Oh, you're fired up. But I don't need to always say fired up, that's like someone thing. else I know. All right, that's your thing. Okay, never mind then. It's a shtick. Hmm. Yes. It's hockey shtick. Exactly. <laughs> hockey shtick. All right. Season one, episode 11. Thank you very much for listening. If you're here with us, I was going to say today, but you can listen to this, listen to this anytime. And that's the magic of podcast. The other magic is you don't have to see me right now. So you don't know what I'm wearing. Even Paul and Zach don't know what I'm wearing waist down. So (laughs) okay, then. (laughs) All right. uh, We don't have any first goal prediction shout outs to give. Uh, but we are on a two-week streak of Survey Sunday results. Woo! And we're going to pull those up. Uh, it seems like our social media coordinators kind of got their uh, stuff together. So that's nice to see. <laughs> the PG that version. Is. All right, so some quick Survey Sunday results. And let's see what we got. You guys uh, discuss while I pull those up. How do you think the, the week went for the Leafs so far? Well, considering we went 4-0-0, I think it went very, 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 very well. Fantastic. Only thing that could have been better uh, would be four straight shutouts, but that's like almost impossible. So I will absolutely <laughs> take this week. That's such a, that's such a win. That's such a Leaf fan answer. We went 4-0-0, but you know, we could have got four shutouts. <laughs> it could have been better. It could have been better. We not allowed to be positive in Leafs Allowing Nation. a goal in four games. All right. So some survey Sunday results. First question was, would you like to see James Reimer back on the Leafs one day? Zach, I know Zach's answer. Uh, He and 57% of people said, I'm down. Let's bring back the Rye Minister. We don't like Trudeau that much. And uh, 43%, (laughs) meh, not really. Uh, Next question. Do you think the NHL should bubble again for the playoffs this season? 72% 72% of people said 100% we should. 28% don't think it's needed. Mm-hmm. And this was not as much of a survey, but kind of one of those like sliders on Instagram. Well, Paul, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about because you don't have Instagram, but Zach, where you can... I'm not 80. Yes, I'm, I am educated, so yes, I know okay. what that means. So it was on a scale from 1 to 10, how much do you trust Jack Campbell as a starter? I don't really have a percentage, but... It seems like it's hovering around 7 out of 10. So 70% trusting in Jack Campbell. 
right, so those are survey sunday results if all of this is gibberish to you listening to this go follow us on instagram at original six podcasts and follow myself and zach not paul because he's living in the stone age Absolutely. I am not living in the Stone Age. Shots yes, fired. Are. Deal with this it. This guy's got a 480p camera. Doesn't have an I have a better right mic now. than you. I'm pretty sure Paul has a Nokia <laughs> flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have uh, an iPhone uh, 4S. And 4S. Wow. Oh, okay. my gosh. 2016. Wow. You have to be uh, careful with those Nokia flip phones because if you dropped it, you'd cause like a tremor in the ground. Mm, yes that's true don't drop it on your foot you'd break your foot yeah you cause earthquakes yes thank you for stealing my joke paul okay we're gonna no problem on. guy week in review last week i'm just gonna pull up our predictions uh i believe we all had different predictions yeah yes. i had three one and oh paul two one and oh zach three oh and one and we all said we'd love for the Leafs. love 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 let's see him go four now what did they do just to smite us they went four no how dare they it was a good yeah, week. I know. Can't believe they didn't get four shutouts. It was a good week. Four, O, oh, and O. Oh. Let's mm-hmm. uh we have a busy schedule of stuff to cover today. So let's uh let, we'll quickly do a little recap of each of the four games. And uh then we'll move on to some latest news, ask the boys and some of our favorite segments. So make sure you keep listening to this episode because we want you to. All right, Paul. Yeah, start us off. Right. So first game, March 31st. A good, convincing 3-1 win over Winnipeg, which is much needed considering the standings at that point. And obviously, a great game. I think we played fantastic. Obviously, started with a Matthews goal five minutes in. Really bad decision from Winnipeg to leave him open in the slot. But, you know, we'll take it. And then Hyman doing Hyman things. Actually, that goal was actually fantastic from Marner. Nice pass to Matthews, but unfortunately, he couldn't bury it. So, Hyman got the rebound. And then... Kerfoot getting a short-handed goal, which was nice to see because our power play at that point stunk. He got himself so, a short. So actually, so scoring with four guys on the ice instead of five on four was actually nice to see. Good shot, and three-one win. Campbell played fantastic with the nine-sixty-three save percentage. Um, Leafs did get outshot twenty-seven to twenty-six, but pretty much even at that point. I think we had a good game overall. So, Zach, you can take the next one. Yes, so we played Winnipeg again, and we won again. <laughs> Fan- this one was a over. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you are. My, Welcome back. My com- my computer is trying to switch to my AirPods, which are not. Sounded on- like you were speaking into a Pringles can. <laughs> and he says, "I'm ancient." Very confused. Okay, my computer stopped freaking out. So I'm going to do this quick before it does it again. Uh, Two-one win over the Jets in the shootout. Travis Dermott had the opening goal for the Leafs in the second period. It was like a point shot that went through literally everyone. Uh, every single person on the ice, it like dodged around and like like flew through the air, did a couple of flips, and then went through Hellebuck and went in. <laughs> uh, but the Jets ended up scoring and kind of... It was kind of like a fluky shot, uh, one-timer from, I believe it was Cop, but I don't have it open right now. Yes, yes sir. it was. Um, where he kind of fanned on it, and it went through Campbell. Otherwise, I think Campbell would have had that, and it would have been a great save. But, alas, we went to the shootout for the first time this season, which is very impressive, considering how many games we played. Went to the shootout, and vintage Jason Spezza went first, very surprised. 
you know, you kind of think you've got Matthews, you have Marner, Nylander. These guys are all silky mitts. But you go to the vintage, Mr. Spezza. And he was pretty vintage, scored a prettier shootout goal than Patrick Kane's against Minnesota a long time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's debatable. That was a pretty nice shootout goal. But it was nice. We, and Campbell was a perfect three for three in the shootout. And so we took it two to one final. Yes. Oh, back to you. Yes, back to me for the other win out of four. We played Calgary in the first of a back-to-back 4-2 win. I honestly don't think we deserved that win, but we got it anyways because we're the Leafs. We played like a, a really bad first two periods, but woke up in the third. So it was nice to see Riley getting the first goal. Galchenyuk getting his first as a Leaf, which was nice to see him fired up after scoring that one. And T- Tavares scoring, which was nice to see, trying to get him back into his rhythm. And obviously to seal the deal, no one else but Austin Matthews. And yeah, I just think that we got lucky. If, if we were playing any other team that was much more capable of scoring, it'd be a much different game considering the two, the, considering the bad first two periods we played. But we take a win. And honestly, Michael Hutchinson played fantastic that game. I got to give it to him. Perfect after the first period. Did not let a goal after those first two. And on our group chat, we were like, oh, buddy, Hutchinson's going to, Going to really screw us here this game. But, you know, he proved us wrong, which was nice to see. And a nice convincing dub. Ryan, take the last one. Yeah. And I want to, you know, like to your point in in moving along to the fourth game of the week, which was also against Calgary, even though they're bad, they're still, I don't know if it's the right word is hard to play against, but annoying to play against. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they're, 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 no, not I'm saying offensively... they're bad. I'm oh, saying okay. they're bad. Yeah, they're difficult. They're, the the style yeah, they, of hockey that they play is very grindy. It's very physical, yeah, uh, yeah. especially with uh, big man Lucic up there. Yeah, uh, averaging like 30 minutes a game. Yo, how has he not been suspended at least like four times this season? I don't anyway, know. that's... Yeah. All right, game four of the week, a 5-3 dub at the Flames to cap off our 4-0 and week. Vintage man himself, Mr. Spezza. Put us in front one nothing. Nylander to Matthews, who proves that you don't need to shoot hard. You just need to put it in the right place. Made the game 2 nothing. Mangiapane and Backlund had a couple goals at the end of the second, beginning of the third. Tied it up. Wayne Simmons scores on his knees. That was nice. Yeah. That happened. Beauty. Uh, Backlund ties it at three. And then and a short-handed the goal. Yes, a shorty. Uh, and then a weight off all of our shoulders as Austin Matthews scored a power play goal in what felt like the first time in months. Oh my, we were freaking out. <laughs> I, I remember texting my dad and I said, I've never been so excited to see such a shitty power play goal in my life. Like it wasn't anything <laughs> special. Honestly. It was like a sloppy rebound hack. Like six guys are on the puck and Matthews there. So hyped. Let's go. Fired up. Road to the cup. Uh, Tavares had like a, I don't even know if I would call it a rebound goal, but it seemed like he blocked a shot and then picked up his rebound off himself and scored. I don't know. It was weird. Watch the highlights. We'll take it. Um, so it was a solid game. I thought we had moments where we looked good and dominant. And then there were also moments where we kind of collapsed and that's where the goals came. 
for the yeah. Flames. Um, I think in, in the end of the day, the Flames are are tough to play against, even if they're not going to beat you every time. And we weren't insanely consistent. But you know what? We're not perfect. No hockey team is. We won four games in a row, and that's pretty perfect for a week, if you ask me. Correct. So some stats for you guys after those four games. Um, Tavares and Nylander, in the two games against the Flames, both had four points. Tavares had two goals, two assists. Nylander, four assists. Pretty solid. Yep. And in the four games of the week, Matthews had four goals, two assists, and six points. Yes. Leafs are now on an eight-game point streak. Our last regulation loss came on March 19th. Wow. Nice to hear. Nice to see. Nice to see. Against Calgary nice Flames, actually. Yeah, that's right. It's always nice to see. It's always nice to see good Leafs hockey. Hopefully oh, we can sure, continue it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Bob. <laughs> oh, sure, don't you know? Uh, yes. So the Leafs now 26-10-3. and three. As we are very accustomed to this season, top of the Scotia North Division standings with 55 points. We now have a six-point lead over the Winnipeg Jets, and we have played the same amount of games as they have. Yes. Yeah, those two wins were definitely needed. Yeah, for sure. Those were huge. Yeah. Massive dubs. Looks, uh, looks pretty solid. I feel like at the beginning of the season everyone had kind of pegged the North division for what it was going to be. And we didn't really think much about it. It was like, yeah, the Leafs will probably be in first. That's like, you know, like a lot of people were saying you could have kind of picked, I mean, obviously Ottawa was the obvious choice to be the bottom feeder in that division. Edmonton was going to be good. Montreal looked pretty good. I don't know if anyone saw Vancouver Calgary, but my God, are there crazy storylines coming out of, it seems like every division now in terms of the standings. Yeah, honestly. Right? Like, Philly is awful. Florida's yeah. first in the league. Florida is fantastic. Yeah, that's so weird. Pittsburgh started playing amazing hockey only yeah. after half of their NHL roster seemed to get hurt. Yeah, you don't even know the names on their roster right now. It's, like, ridiculous. It's absurd. If I told you a month ago that Nashville was going to be in a playoff spot, you probably would have laughed at me. Yeah, probably. And St. Louis is out of a playoff spot right now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think going back to the Florida point, I think they're a very underrated team. I mean, they've got some solid players. Just imagine how much better they could be if they weren't paying. um, Bobrovsky. Yeah. So much money for him to be bad for all these years. I mean, I know he's doing well right now, but. We'll see how it pays I can't, I can't justify paying a goalie $10 million a year. Unless it was Vasilevsky. Yeah, maybe Hellebuck. Yeah. Maybe Hellebuck, yeah. Yeah, Vassy's probably, for me, the only exception to that. Yeah, like, like yeah. You see, we see with Montreal, like, Price making 10 mil. No. I, it, I don't know. They're not bad, but it's not working. I think that's no. a lot of money to tie into a goaltender. Yep. Good news is, the Leafs aren't probably going to do that anytime soon because we literally cannot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, we cannot afford that at all. We have, like, $200,000 in cap space. All right, uh, let's move on to some latest and breaking news. Starting off with some Leafs headlines. We talked about Hutch's dub, and I did have some stats mm-hmm. uh, because cool. you can just call me the stats guy. So I, yes, I think sir. everyone kind of has this perception of Michael Hutchinson. We know what he was like the last season where he was just god-awful for us. He started off this year well, 
And then it kind of seems, at least in my case, he had like a really decent stretch at the beginning and then like a somewhat bad stretch this season. But if you look back at his numbers, he really only had like two bad games. Mm-hmm. So he's he's he obviously got that 4-2 win against Calgary, two goals against a 941 save percentage. His numbers on the season, I found this surprising. 8-4 and 2. Yeah. From a third string goalie, keep that in mind. 8-4 and 2 with a 242 goals against average and a 0.919 save percentage. He's actually he's huh. played eight. Yeah, he's played eight games this season. He's four, two, and one. So, yeah, he's been uh, he's been solid. He's been fantastic, actually. Did I say eight, four, and two on this season? I think I was looking at something wrong. Yeah, you you. It's eight games played, four oh, wins, two losses, one OT loss. Thank you. Yes, no problem. Much better. Yeah. Anyway, still still solid. Considering he was the fourth string at the beginning of this season with uh, Aaron Dell supposedly being the third string, you know, he's done, uh, he's done his job. And you know, what we had to do, you know, what we had to do to Aaron Dell, right? Let it go. <laughs> it's a frozen reference. It was on his helmet. Okay. He, he made the joke first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <sighs> we won't, we won't. Okay. Zach know, will. Painful. But... Okay. Lee scored a power play goal after going over 29. Thank God. Ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was exactly, but I think on TSN's broadcast, they spoke about previous teams who had done that or had that kind of stretch. Mm-hmm. And both of them, I think it was two. One was Tampa last season. Yeah. And whoever the other one is, both went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. Don't get my hopes up. You're a Leaf fan. Your hope's already up. <laughs> no, they're down. <laughs> well, you never know. Depends on the um, time of day. That's true. Galchenyuk scores his first goal as a Maple Leaf in the past week. Well deserved. I, well deserved. Yes. Yep. I was just going to say that. And he was so happy. Oh, he was fired Loved up. Love seeing it. Like Paul, he was fired up. I was fired up. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So what did, what did you guys think? I mean, do you – so here's here's my question. We went on this eight-game point streak, 7-0-1. All like that, that's pretty dominant hockey. Eight games, yeah, you don't is. lose once in regulation. Yep. Mm-hmm. All without a power play goal, except for at the end. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that go to show just how good this team actually, you know, whether you want to say is or can be, that you know, you're able to get seven wins in an eight-game period, one overtime loss, and you only get one power play goal. Like that's crazy. Yeah. It shows how dominant we can be five on five. Mm-hmm. Control possession, lots of shots. Just playing better defensively, I'd say. So it, mm-hmm. imagine actually scoring on the power play. Like, Yeah, that would be super nice. And then that streak of uh, losing games may never have happened if we had like a fantastic power play going then too. Yeah, when we, went, like, when we lost like six out of the last, when we lost six of seven at one point. But, you know, we bounced back 7-0-1, playing some good hockey. So, hopefully we can keep it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, some headlines outside of the NHL. Taylor Hall was scratched versus the Devils. I believe it was yesterday or is it tonight? Yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, so, that could be a sign of a trade coming, not wanting to risk an injury. Um, Capitals are not ruling out Henrik Lundqvist returning this season. That would be 
pretty awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice to see him come yeah. back. Moving on to some injuries, still kind of up in the air about Frederick Anderson. Uh, yeah, he's Brendan, been like he's been like unknown. Like yeah. he has not been talked about at all in like the past two weeks. I would say. Yep. It'll uh, definitely be interesting to see with the trade deadline coming up if they have an idea of if they're going to need a backup goalie. Yes. Someone to uh, to back up the backup. Uh, some out of town injuries, both coming out the Canadians. Brendan Gallagher out with broken thumb, fractured thumb. I've seen both. So a thumb injury. Mm-hmm. And Carey Price is out tonight. Will not face the Leafs. And Paul, I know you and I were talking about this. Seems like the Leafs have had Price's number the last couple of seasons. Austin Matthews. Especially Matthews. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Every time we play the Habs, Matthews somehow just comes in, does his typical wind up and just rips it top corner on him. Like every time glove side. Yeah, so it's and, almost like we want Price to be in that against yeah. the Leafs. Which is such I a mean, there, there's change. That's debatable for sure because Price has had yeah. our number for a long, long time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm since Matthews has come into the league, I feel like we've had his number more, and the Habs number more. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Jake Allen. Hopefully, he doesn't pull like what every and goalie does against the Leafs and play like a Vesna Trophy winner. Oh, he's gonna right? be a brick wall tonight. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, but like. Well, he I'm would, sure we can pull uh, out the dub. It only happens like goalies put up these like Vesna caliber performances against the Leafs. If it's like, you know, this goalie suffered like a major injuries in a car crash, hasn't played in six years, first game back, like shut out against the Leafs. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's the Vesna caliber performances we're, we're <laughs> yeah, talking honestly. about. Um, so a few talking points from the past week in Leafs Nation is Wayne Simmons back. He looked good. I think he, he looked good in the first game against Calgary was skating, got into it. And then obviously he scored in the second game against the flames. How important do you guys think Wayne Simmons, you know, like at least his confidence and his play level, how important do you think that is obviously to him, but to the whole entire team as well? I mean, I think it's very important because he's, he's not, you obviously know he's not that guy that's going to score the big goals, but he's that player that's going to make that big hit make that give a a fight to fire up the team to give them some energy boost and if we don't see that from Simmons I don't think many other players will be able to do that so Simmons's confidence Simmons's style of play his energy will really bring something different and really bring this team to another level especially going into playoffs yeah, he was slow. I found him, uh, it took him a while to get into his rhythm other than the fight in like the very first game. I found it took him a while to get warmed up. And then once he was warmed up, he was playing fantastic until his injury. So I kind of expected when he came back from injury to take a little while to get warmed up again. And you're right, Ryan, like the last two games against the Flames, he's looked really good. So really, really hoping that he's back in form and that, he can just like for this end stretch of the season, just keep his play up. Yeah. Because, you know, he's one of those character guys uh, for the Leafs, uh, kind of like a role player. Um, it seems like, you know, when he gets going, the rest of the team will kind of rally around him and, uh, and get going. So potentially all aboard the Wayne train yes. from, uh, from here on out. Uh, <laughs> let's, how about this one? Because, I mean, I, I teased it at the very, very beginning of the episode. Is Campbell legit now? 
I mean, the guy is 9-0-0. I don't know if it's more I or mean, less impressive that that has spanned like three months, but mm-hmm. 9-0-0 is 9-0-0. I mean, he is legit for the regular season, but I remember, if I'm not mistaken, we did a two truce and a lie, and you said that Jack Campbell has never played in a playoff game. Yeah. Correct? Correct. So... I don't know how legit he will be in the playoffs, but if if he plays in the playoffs like he will play now, then yeah, I'm pretty sure he will be a legit goaltender for us. I am still a little bit hesitant, and I love Jack Campbell. Don't get me wrong, but with his injury, he has not been playing like like a lot of games in a row without like taking games off because of his injury. So for me, it would have to be like seeing a consistent stretch of games that he starts just to see the workload. Uh, And Paul brings up a good point about the playoffs. I don't like Frederick Anderson's play in the playoffs. I think he hasn't been a great goaltender in the playoffs consistently with the Leafs or with Anaheim a few years ago. So, you know, Campbell, I think the bar is pretty low for Campbell in terms of comparison to Frederick Anderson, though being a player on the lease, the borrow is always like to the moon. So uh, we'll see, but I definitely think he has the potential to be legit. I just don't have enough evidence right now. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Here's some evidence for you though. Oh, stats. So 9-0-0, goals against, 944 save percentage, two shutouts, solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's played in 27 periods for the Maple Leafs this season. Mm-hmm. He's only let in more than one goal in this period two times out of 27. So he's only wow. been lit up for two or more goals in a period twice. Mm-hmm. Two goals against in the second period versus Calgary on January 22nd. So that was a while ago. And three goals against in the second period again against Edmonton on March 27th. Out of oh, those yeah. 27 periods... 16 of them have been shutout periods. Damn. And I, I, I wrote down, he passes the eye test. He looks good. Yeah, he looks but good for sure. Agreed. Kind of what, what we've spoken about. You know, nine games is great. Would I be feeling a lot better if he was 18 and 0? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I hope. But he's I not. hope everyone would be feeling better if he was 18 and 0. But he is not. Okay, last one really quick. And then we're going to move on to ask the boys. Does it seem like Tavares is finally coming into his rhythm? Uh, Zach, what do you, uh, what's your take on this? I don't think he ever lost his rhythm. I know that might be a little bit of an unpopular Bold. opinion, but I think he's just been a lot quieter of a player from the Leafs than he was on the Islanders. I know I've said that in a previous episode of the podcast. Uh, I think he's becoming like a little more in the spotlight recently. But I don't think he lost his rhythm at all this season. Uh, he's been playing well. He's never. I've never been like, oh, Tavares had a really bad game. Like I don't. I can't remember ever thinking that. So he's the captain now. He's a little bit quieter, whether in play. He's always been. Uh, if John, if um, Jonathan Taves wasn't captain serious, I'm pretty sure John Tavares would have that nickname. Yeah, like he's probably. number two on that list. So uh, and I picked up uh, in a trade. I had a trade for uh, John Tavares in fantasy. So. Yeah. I'm uh, really yeah, hoping right. that he just, uh, you know, scores a, a million goals in the next, like, four games. After I I'm... traded him away. And, Zach, we're matched up in fantasy this week. We are. Oh, what's our matchup at? You're going down. I think you're head by one because uh, Casey DeSmith decided to let in the world. 
in uh, relief. Oh, that is tough. Yes, you're correct. Five to four in categories. For now. Close matchup. Yeah. All right, uh, Paul, what do you have of the Tavares situation? Yeah, I honestly agree with Zach on this one. Like, I never really doubted Tavares the entire season. Like, I knew he was, like, yeah, not in the spotlight, as Zach said. Like, his last two seasons, his first one, he's got 47 goals. And you expect Tavares to score so many goals with the contract that he has. But I feel like he has been doing his role. He just hasn't been in the spotlight. And the last two games, that Nylander, Galchenyuk, Tavares line has really stepped it up. And it shows how... Nylander had four assists in the last four games. Tavares getting two goals in a row. So we'll see what happens with Tavares, but I think he's just getting more into the spotlight, not into his rhythm. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. That's fair. I think also, you know, because there are so many fans in Leafs Nation, they can't all be the diehard fans who know, you know, so much like us (laughs) about hockey and can, (laughs) can see past like the base stats. But if you watch Tavares play, he's what I'll call, I, I think Steve Dangle speaks about this in some of his videos. He's called like the, the little thing king. You know, he might yes. not go out there and score a goal every game. Uh, he's going to play tough for a 30-year-old. He doesn't always look fast, but he skates well. Great in the face-off dot. Good in the forecheck. He's by no means a liability on the ice. He's the exact opposite, but he does a lot of the little things right. That is hard for everybody. Exactly. Hard for everybody to notice. And I think that's why he probably gets a little more flack than he deserves. It's because not everyone Mm -hmm. watching those games is going to look at those little things and be like, yeah, that's great. But why isn't he scoring? Mm -hmm. Something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, I want to move on. Ask the boys. I think uh, this might be one of our favorite new segments. I I personally love it. Uh, A bunch of our friends reaching out. Today, we have a question from one of our fans who none of us know personally, which is awesome to see. Uh, So thank you all for submitting your questions. We try to get to them all. Obviously, we're only doing three an episode. Uh, But every, if if we're recording and posting on a Wednesday, every Tuesday, we're going to throw out a graphic on Instagram at Original Six Podcast. Submit your questions. We're going to answer them on the podcast. So Zach, you're going to start us off. Yes. So I I love this segment, mostly because... um... I don't read the questions beforehand other than like browsing and the question master person who shall remain nameless chooses the questions right before. So I love coming in and reading these questions, especially this question from Conrad Wagler. Conrad asks, not if, but when James Reimer comes back to Toronto, who will be the nicest guy on the Leafs, him or Campbell? This is the toughest question I think (laughs) we'll ever probably get because either way, there's no wrong answer That's because these two guys, this is why Jack Hamble has been my favorite player on the Leafs this year is because he's just such a nice guy. Every time he's tapping players in front, like defensemen or something like his own team members, just to be like, Hey, thanks for existing. Thanks for being there. (laughs) What a nice guy. Yeah, and oh my goodness, what a nice guy. But James Reimer, like I've met James Reimer. He was so nice when I met him. I was a little star- starstruck. I actually like could barely say anything because this was this was a while ago. Yeah, so, last week? Yeah, oh, I wish if, uh, if uh, the borders were open, maybe. But yeah, two <laughs> fantastic guys. Um, I got to say Reimer. I think... And I'm a little, I am a little biased. I will definitely admit that, that I'm biased. 
I've only seen Jack Campbell play one full season. Like if I think if you add it up, it's been almost about one full season of hockey. One full season of hockey on Toronto. I've seen James Reimer play lots of seasons of hockey in Toronto and other teams. Like when he got traded to San Jose, I think I watched every game he started in San Jose. And I don't care about any of the other NHL teams. Don't care. Like if they win or lose. Well, I want Boston to lose. But other than that, I don't care. I'm not. I don't hate Montreal that much. Like Montreal or Ottawa. Like I, I don't care that much. But Boston is just anyway. I don't want to get on a Boston. That's Zach's rant. Is Boston anyway? Yeah. So, uh, fantastic question. Got to say James Reimer. But either way, whatever player you pick, it is correct. That's a good point. It's a great point. All right, Paul. Up to you. Yeah. So, I like this question a lot too, and it's from Stephen Gamis, who has been shout out to him for being an active follower, always posting everywhere. So nice to see all those uh, all our fans posting and uh, keeping us active with these questions. So Stephen asks, how deep would the Leafs have to go in the playoffs to consider this season a success? Now, I feel like every Leaf fan would say the same thing. I'm going to say the conference finals. Because the first two rounds are divisional. And I see no excuse to how we can lose to a North division team, it's possible for sure, but it's so beatable for sure. So I'd have to say getting past the first two rounds would make this season a success. And hopefully we can get it, get farther than what I'm saying. Hopefully we can make it all the way, but you never know. But to make the season a success, I'd have to say getting past the first and the second round, just because it's divisional. And every team we will be playing is beatable. I agree 100%. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. I'm with that too. I'd be, I'd be content with uh, out of the first round because I don't remember a playoffs where we've been out of the first round. So that would be uh, like the crowning moment in my life, but I would love for it to like go to the <laughs> finals. So I definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the baseline for sure. Uh, okay, question number three comes from Alyssa DeRosario. Uh, she asks, if the Leafs make a trade for a top six forward, who would you want out of the lineup to make room? Um, it Solid comes down. Question. It's a great question. And it mm-hmm. unfortunately, it doesn't really matter who, obviously, who I want or who Dubis would want. The answer is Alex Kerfoot. Um, I love the player. You think, huh? It, I will almost guarantee you, if we bring in a top six forward, Kerfoot's the one out. Um, you know, looking at a top six forward, we look at like names thrown around, Mikhail Granlin, Kyle Palmieri, Taylor Hall. If you're bringing those guys in, they they come with a pretty hefty cap hit. Sure, the team can retain whatever. But if you're bringing salary in, salary has to go out for the Leafs who are very close to the cap right now. Kerfoot makes three and a half million. I think he is worth three and a half million, but not as a third line center on a Maple Leafs team. Similar scenario to Nazem Kadri, great player, but he was never going to get what he deserved in terms of, you know, what the guy can actually play to and the salary playing behind Matthews and Tavares. Um, and Kerfoot's Mitch. kind of like, well, just looking at like the center depth. But oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, Kerfoot makes three and a half. 
he's like kind of third slash fourth liner right now. He had a tryout in the top six on the wing this year. Didn't really do much for anyone. Didn't last. So I think the answer is Kerfoot, not because of a desire, but a necessity, really. Um, I agree. Even if we go after a defenseman like a Matthias Ekholm, you know, the odd man out on the blue line probably becomes Dermot just because he's an attractive piece for another team. Mm-hmm. But that cap hit is still not enough to bring in someone. So I think Kerfoot goes anyways. Other than that, secondary to Kerfoot, I'll throw in Engvall, even though he's been pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. So those are Ask the Boys, our three questions. If you want to get your name and question read out on uh, one of these segments, make sure to follow us at Original Six Podcast on Instagram and submit some questions. So now we're going to go to uh, – I was about to say Ask the Boys. We just did that. We're going to go to our little debate. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm at a dentist. Open wide. Debate time. Uh, so Kyle Dubas the other day. Close your mouth, Zachary. <laughs> Zachary. Wow. Came with the full name. Yeah, I hit you with the Acker. Wow. Ah. Uh, Kyle Dubas the other day in a statement, uh, I think it was with the media or whoever. I don't know. I just read it off the score. Um, says something along the lines of uh, with Galchenyuk's play recently, it quote, reduces the urgency, end quote, for a top six forward. Mm-hmm. So with the play of Alex Galchenyuk, I want you know each of you to throw your two cents in here. Would you still like them to see the Maple Leafs target a top six winger at the deadline? Yes, because yes, or no. Give me what you'd like them to see. Zach, we'll start with you. You know, it's it's tough to to go through this for me without knowing what the price is because I think the price is the mo- is more important than like what we give up is more important than we get, which sounds bad, but like. To me, that's what it is because Alex Alchenik has been great. I love him on that left wing, but I can't ever say that not going after a top six forward is a bad idea. Like you always want a a top six forward, especially with this group of Leaf players would be like dynamite. So Mm -hmm. does that mean Galchenyuk's the odd one out? I don't know. Maybe a Hyman drops down to the third line where he's found success. You put someone on that first line on the left wing with Matthews and Marner. So I think reduces the urgency is correct. I don't think we absolutely need a top six forward anymore, but you know, I'd like to see like maybe a Philip Forsberg, maybe a Mikhail Granlund on that left first line left wing. I mean, I agree with Zach again. Wow. Surprising. I know. But Three weeks as he said, there, uh, yeah, as he said, there's no bad thing that comes with getting a top six forward, especially with the players that we have. But if I just want to see the Leafs do something at the deadline, if it's a top six forward, I don't think anyone will be mad at that. But I think we're just hoping for maybe more of a defenseman. So maybe saying Galchenyuk's play has reduced the urgency for a top six forward is Dubis's way of telling us that he's pursuing more of a defenseman in this deadline. But honestly, if he happens to target a top six forward, do it. If we can do it, just do it. And it for yeah, if it works in the lineup, no one's going to be mad at that. Agreed. Yeah. Um, 
So as long as our core four of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander have been together, it kind of seems like the fifth to the core four has always been a, a missing piece, right? Like for a while, it was like Kappen and Janssen. They never really fit in. Mm-hmm. Hyman, you can kind of throw in there, but he's so good on the third line. It's like, where do you put him? Yeah. And he's good everywhere, to I'll, be honest I'll, with I'll put Hyman in the fifth. So I'll say like that last top six slot. Hyman is just such a dynamic player. You can put him anywhere. He could probably play goalie and be good. I wouldn't doubt that. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's always been a void in the Leafs lineup. Uh, something the, you know, going back to the Gauchenyuk and does that replace needing a top six forward? Something uh, the TSN broadcast was talking about during the past couple of Leaf games um, is does a- Mr. Air, does Galchenyuk make the guys playing around him so his line mates better? If the answer is yes, then maybe we don't need a top six winger. If the answer is no, maybe we do. That's kind of what it comes down to. Sure, the eye test is great, you know, watching, seeing how they look. They've looked good. They've had chances. But come playoffs, I don't want chances. I want production. Exactly. You can get as many chances as you want, but if you're not capitalizing, it's a waste. So I I pulled up some stats. Seems to be the theme of the episode here. (laughs) Uh, Gatchenyuk's now played nine games for the Leafs. A goal, three assists, that's four points, plus two. So I took a look at Tavares and Nylander's stats over those nine games. I know Mm -hmm. he hasn't been on their line. They can get points without him on the ice, whatever. There's all those kind of variables. But if we're just looking um, at the stats, so in Tavares's last nine games, he has six points. Mm-hmm. That's good enough to put him on pace for 37.3 points per game. Sorry, with his points game. per game average. Oh, sorry, my. Sorry. It would put him on pace for 37.3 points in a 56-game season. So 37.3. This season, he has 32 points in 39 games, which is 45.9 mm-hmm. points in a 56 game season. So it's actually less with Galchenyuk. If we look at Nylander, he has six points his last nine games, same as Tavares, that has him on pace for 37.3 points in a 56 game season. If we're looking at the season overall, he has 30 points in 39 games. That's 43 points in a 56 game season. Stats aren't everything, but I think it's important to know that the numbers haven't completely been there with Mm -hmm. Galchenyuk. However, the last couple games, they've looked fantastic. Yeah. So it, it, it's hard to know, right? I think yeah. I, it's, I it's think tough. you still go out and get the top six winger. I think you also go and get a defenseman because this is the year and just send it, bud. Hashtag full send. send. Exactly. Mm. But uh, both. yeah, I don't know. It's been uh, interesting. I think. Tonight's game might be pretty telling, and the next game against Montreal as well, or uh, yep. Ottawa rather. Yep. Okay. Now we are going to move on to our favorite segment: two truths and a lie. This one is trade deadline theme. Ooh. I will give you guys <laughs> a warning. This is going to be tough. I am so sorry. I. I That's your I, job, though. It is my job, but I feel like I, I want to give you, you can't make a, it easy. I want to give you a chance. 
I feel like some of this might be like so obscure that like no one would know. Anyway, we'll, trade we'll, deadline. We'll, okay. we'll try and up. get it. Here we go. Some of the statements are a little long, so I'll read through them and then kind of give you the, the chunk that you're looking for here. All right. So statement number one. On February 25th, 2018, the Leafs acquired Thomas Placanic from Montreal in exchange for Kirby Reichel, Renat Valiev, and a 2018 second round pick. So the statement you're looking for here is the second round pick was used by Montreal to select Alexander Romanov. That's the <laughs> statement you're looking for, who we've seen play for Montreal this season. Okay? Yeah. Yep. Statement number two. Leading up to the trade deadline in 2019, the Leafs traded Carl Grundstrom, Sean Dersey, and a 2019 first-round pick for Jake Muzzin. Mm-hmm. The LA Kings used that pick to select Tobias Bjornfort. So again, that's the okay. Never heard of him. I've maybe I've I've heard of him just like briefly. I have never heard of him. Okay. Statement number three. Three days before the 2015 trade deadline. The Maple Leafs traded David Clarkson to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Nathan Horton. Yep. Statement three. So I'll I'll give you the kind of rundown one more time. It's a little all over the place. So statement one, through picks and trades, whatever, the LA Kings used the Leafs' previous pick to select to buy. Oh, sorry, that was number two. I'm confusing even more. Statement one was that the second round pick that the Canadians acquired from the Leafs in exchange for Plakhanic, was used to select Alexander Romanov. Mm-hmm. Statement one was that the pick the LA Kings got from us in exchange for Muzzin was used to select Tobias Bjornfort. And statement three is that David Clarkson was traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Nathan Horton three days before the 2015 trade deadline. Did I confuse you guys there? Nope. Tough one? Yeah, pretty tough. Zach, go first. <laughs> I was about to say Paul, go first. No. Nope. All right, Zach, you're up. Oh, this is tough because those are so um, obscure. Like, I'm sorry. Hey, it's tough. Oh, what can you do? It's tough. Uh, okay, let me go. Let, let me walk everyone through my thinking. So, option one, my only hesitation with this being a truth is that. Normally, when the, a Leafs draft pick that they've traded away has become some sort of value for a different team, like someone talks about it because it's the Leafs. So we talk about everything that has nothing to do with relevance right now. And I haven't heard anything about Romanov being a Leaf draft pick, like a, a draft pick that was once owned by Toronto. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard anything about that. So that's why I'm a little hesitant on the first one. The second one. I have no idea. No, <laughs> not a clue. So yeah, no, I'm gonna, I honestly have no clue. I'm going to kind of use the math on this one because I have no clue and just assume it's a truth. Because the third one, I think might be a lie because I don't believe it was before a trade deadline. I think the key wording in the Lie Master statement there was 2018 trade deadline. And so I think... That's a lie. Are you talking about the uh, third one there? The third one, yeah. It was Clarkson. The 2015 trade deadline. 2015. Oh, yeah. I knew it couldn't have been that close. Okay. 2015. Anyway, but the trade deadline is the key for me because I believe it was in the offseason. 
So uh, it's such a toss up, but I think I'm going to say that statement number three is the lie and that Clarkson for Horton did happen because of cap maneuverability. I remember that happening, but I don't think it was at the 2015 trade deadline. I believe it was in the off season. That's my guess. Okay. Now. Oh, here we go. My, my thinking is I remember correctly, Romanov was taken in the second round in the 38th pick by Montreal. Now, I'm not 100% sure. How do you was... know that? I have no <laughs> idea, man. Like, stats in my head are ridiculous. That's absurd. Go on. Yeah, I, I, I just remember, like, silly stats. Like, it's crazy. But, yeah, I think I'm right. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was picked in the second round, 38th overall. Now, it makes sense that it would be the Leafs who gave them that pick because he's actually pretty good. Knowing our luck with draft picks, <laughs> like realistically, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just like on the fence here. If it actually, if I remember correctly, if it actually was the Leafs that gave them up, but I'm going to stick with that's the truth. The second one, as Zach said, not a clue in the world. <laughs> like literally none. So I'm going to take that one as the lie because I have no idea. And I believe that the third one with Horton and Clarkson was true because of the cap space. So I'm going to say the second one was the lie. Okay. I thought I was going to confuse you guys. You somehow managed to confuse me and I have the answer in front of me. So Zach, you, you believe that the Nathan Horton, David Clarkson one is the lie. Yes. And Paul, mm-hmm. you thought that the Tobias Bjornfort one was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that is. Okay. I think I, I stumped you both here. Ah! Well, I knew it! I knew it was the least top... Ah! <laughs> All right, so... Um, Damn. The Leafs, uh, the pick that they traded to Montreal, uh, I didn't... Oh, I did have it. So, Romanov was, was taken 38th was overall. It the, was it the, the one above, like, the 36 or something? I know, I know Montreal had two, like, back-to-back. Um... Okay, sir. I might be mistaken here. So, uh, the player that was selected, his name is Jacob Olafson. Hmm. That's who Montreal selected with the Leafs pick. Uh, he was 56th overall because the Leafs finished higher up, which means their pick would have been later. Yeah. And Romanov was taken 38th overall in the second round, Paul. That was absurd. I don't know how you knew that. That was taken with, oh. I believe, Montreal's true pick. Um, the LA Kings did draft... Tobias Bjornfort with the pick that they received from the Maple Leafs in the Muzzin trade. He's actually played a few games for them this year. I think I heard about him in some sort of like fantasy hockey talk. So the name jumped out at me. Um, I almost used that as a lie and would have subbed in Alex Turcotte. Mm. Cause he's a pretty well uh, regarded prospect. And uh, David Clarkson, Nathan Horton swap happened on February 26th, 2015, which was three days prior to the trade deadline that one made sense dang i really damn like the obvious truth was the lie frick yeah damn i I thought it was i i I was so close to saying that was the lie because i was not 100 percent sure if we actually gave them that pick or not i I knew i didn't hear anything about the romanoff being a former leafs pick yeah Yeah. you probably should have that in yeah damn 
two truths on the last side. I learned two very interesting things while doing research. For this. One, there's One, a guy named Bjork, whatever. Bjorn Fort, yes, Tobias. Don't you yeah. disrespect him. Sorry, uh, I, I learned two things. One, I know what happened to Tyler Biggs. He was traded to Pittsburgh with Phil Kessel. That's what Ooh. happened to Tyler Biggs. Yeah, that's <laughs> how did, how did that. you? That's what happened what? to Tyler Biggs. Well, he was looking at a trade deadline. I was looking at all himself. the history of Maple Leafs trades. Oh, I was like, what? So that's what happened to Tyler Biggs, if anyone else was wondering. The second thing I learned is that the greatest trade in Maple Leafs history might have happened on June 19th of 2015, where the Leafs traded Greg McKegg, who okay. exists. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he plays I for Boston. I think I've heard that name before. Right yeah. now? Yeah, I remember him. So Marley's. Yeah, we traded Greg McKegg, great name, by the way, yeah, to the honestly, Florida though. Panthers. And not only did we receive in that trade a seventh round pick, but we also received Zach Hyman. Thank you very much, Florida. Yes, we did. Woohoo. Greg McKegg, you got big what, shoes to fill. What'd we get with that seventh round pick? Do you I know? have no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> we got Zach Hyman. Anything else is around. That's mm. facts. That might be one of the best trades in, in recent Maple Leafs history. Yeah, that's true. There's some pretty good ones. Man, just like, looking through these these trades, like I have it up in front of me right now, it's crazy. Like even the Phil Kessel trade, 2015, when we traded away Phil Kessel, mm-hmm. feels like a long time ago. Only like six years ago. Feels like yeah. a long time ago. Feels Tim like Erickson, 10 years ago. Tim Erickson, a player who exists, was also sent to Pittsburgh. Okay. Who did we receive? Kapanen, Scott Harrington, and Nick Spalling. Not Spalding. I remember but Spalling. Spalling. These I are think people. He played a couple games with us. Should we find? Uh, out? Yeah, yeah, you know what? I do remember Spalling. Yeah. Other guy, no idea. Nick Spalling played 35 games for the Maple Leafs in 2015-16. He had seven points. Ah, boy, stud. All right, that was two truths and a lie, one of our favorite segments. And I think I am the ultimate winner because if I stump both Paul and Zach, I am very happy. Thus I am today. Ugh, what a guy. All right, we got just over five minutes left, I believe. I kind of forgot to look at the time when we started recording, so we're just going to go for it. Yeah, Um, I think think you're right. Yeah, something like that. uh, The week ahead, four games up on tap for the Maple Leafs. Another Mm -hmm. four-week Four game week, not a four week game. That would be a long game. <laughs> be quite a long game. Four week game, averaging thirty seven points in those games. Uh, all right. Um, Wednesday, that's tonight. What do you know against the Montreal Canadiens at home? Saturday against the Ottawa Senators at home. Monday at Montreal. Gallagher will not play that game. Who knows about Carey Price? And then Tuesday at home against Calgary Flames. None of us got the prediction right last time. We all kind of joked. We would love to have seen the Leafs go 4-0, and they did. So that's what we get for not believing, beliefing. Mm, beliefing. Um, who was the closest? I Paul... think it was me. Was it me? Oh, I'm yeah, I, I think it was Zach. Was it me? Oh, guys, I'm the closest was, in the prediction? Zach was 3-0-1. Yeah, three, oh, three, oh, and one. So Wow. I was, was the farthest away. I said 2-1-1. One, and one. So, Zach, I will let you read the predictions here, but by... In no means does this count as a <laughs> Yeah, this does not count for as a yourself. win. No, not even a close. But this so, is what it feels like, eh? You can, have, little... <laughs> you can have the responsibility, but absolutely none of the glory. Okay. You know what? That's fair. That's <laughs> Go fair. for it. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so episode 11, I finally get to do this. Uh, 
Wow. Okay. So predictions for this week, a four game week. Ryan has a three, one and O record. And he has in brackets here losing against the senators. Wouldn't be surprised. TBH. Oh, a very positive three, O and one. Paul, do you have uh, any guess on who that one would be? Ottawa. The Ottawa. You guys both have us losing against Ottawa. Virtual high just, five, Paul. It's it's just like it's just so like leaf like, just to lose against like a team that's so beatable because it's us. Yeah. And yeah. in the past, we have played like crap against Ottawa, and we have been to overtime a good amount of times against them. It's very true. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll get a point out of it, but we'll somehow lose hmm. in the end. Okay, and uh, I am the negative one this week, saying like that usually. we're gonna go. Uh, I I was positive last week. Okay, once. Uh, I I think we're gonna go two two and zero. Oh, um, for two reasons: one, because I didn't want to choose a record that the other guys had, uh, and another is because if we won, if we went four zero oh, and zero, oh, not only would Jack Campbell make history, but we would also be on an eight game winning streak, which is like pretty insane. Hey, we were, uh, we went seven zero oh, and one. We were close. I know, I but I don't think we're gonna keep doing it. If we go That's two my... two and zero, oh, Paul Rantonitis is coming back. You know that, right? Oh gosh, now I kind of want to change it. Well, you know what? If we go two two and zero, oh, that means I'll actually get a prediction and get the glory for the first time. Well, I hope so, you don't. There you go. Yeah. You know what? I would rather us go four zero oh, and zero oh, and not get the glory. Anyway, those That's are about our to happen right now. Well then. Uh, that was a fun one. I, uh, it's fun when of, Zach uh, does it. It's new. Yeah, some some new <laughs> stuff going on. That was it was nice to see Zach uh, talking a little more towards the end of an episode. It doesn't happen very often, probably. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty quiet at the end. Don't get used to it. Um, <laughs> by this time next week, by next Wednesday, if that's uh, when we record, I believe I'm going to check now before I make a grave mistake. Yes, the NHL trade deadline will have passed. It's on Monday. Beautiful. Wow. So, um, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll probably be breaking down some trades. Hopefully, some Leafs trades um, by Wednesday. You know, even if a trade is made later today, uh, by next Wednesday, if the Leafs acquire a player from the states, probably won't have played in the Leafs lineup yet because they do have to quarantine. It's now a one week quarantine. Um, so we'll be able to break that down, kind of see where they slot into the lineup based on who the player is. We'll have a lot to talk about. Will Taylor Hall move? Kyle Palmieri, all these big names. Uh, will Alex Kerfoot be a Maple Leaf in seven days from now? Stay tuned Who to find out. Knows? I know he won't, but if we make a trade, he won't. Obviously, that was a stupid statement. We're going to keep going. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. If you've made it to the end, appreciate it a lot, as always. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at original six podcast, follow or subscribe or whatever it is that you do on however you're listening to this. So whether it's Google podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, support the boys, ask the boys and support the boys, leave us a review. Uh, if there's any segments or you have any ideas that you'd love to see or listen to rather, let us know. We'd love to we're hear. Open. Yeah, we're open for it. It's only 11 episodes in. Feels like it's been a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, very fresh for us. Yes. So let us know. And it's a pandemic, so we have a lot of time on our hands to figure stuff out. Yes, yes we do. So, Zach, quickly, before our three favorite words to end the episode, 
throwing on your proverbial wizard's hat here with a prediction. Uh, you know, my prediction is the Leafs don't do anything at the trade deadline. I hope you are completely wrong. (laughs) On on a complete side note, Paul, uh, do you want to look for a third co-host to replace (laughs) Yeah, honestly, though. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, applications on original six podcasts for a new host. (laughs) Get rid of this guy. If you get that that prediction correct, I'm coming to your house and slapping you. Get the mask on. Yeah. I'll call the cops. First, uh, first act, uh, Chops the flow and nail this. He's over no. two in my books. Wow. Well, go Leafs, go. There, Love there Jack Campbell. That's my yes. three words. Love Jack Campbell. Time for a nap. We'll see you next week. That's four. Go Leafs go. <laughs> I think it was more than four. <laughs>